there's a resurgence of Taino language practices today where people are writing about the language, people are doing language classes, people are, some of these practices continue today where people are having ceremonies through observing their environment, they're drawing on their spiritual practices, they're doing arito, which is all about honoring our ancestors through dance, through music, and drawing on the songs that we're learning too, right? Because we've all been um, taught something that we have to unlearn or think about these things from multiple perspectives. So we're learning and relearning these ways of life. And these are things we've done since forever. Hi there, my name is Tammy Carroll. You're listening to The Taino People, Far From Extinction, part of the Voices of Jamaica podcast series made possible by the Alpha School of Music with support from the Public Affairs Office from the U.S. Embassy, Kingston. Today, we focus on the Tainos and we speak to Dr. Erica Niganagwajin, who is a Jamaican Taino. So my name is Erica and I am um, from St. Elizabeth originally. And that's it. <laughs> hey, Erica. Thanks so much for joining us. Looking forward to just talking about the Tainos today and learning so much from you. I'm seeing where a lot of Tainos or self-identifying Tainos are located in St. Elizabeth. Is it that, you know, that's where they're from originally or is that where most Tainos are? Can you expound a little on this for me? Um, well, Taino people are from all over because the entire island is, um, the entire island was well populated with Taino people from coast to coast or inland. So they're not just in St. Elizabeth. I would say Taino people are all over the island. To some degree, there's a higher, um, or, or there's a high um, number of people from St. Elizabeth who may identify, but Taino people, Taino identify people are across the island. How did you identify or know that you were Taino? Did you, you know, learn from your parents or was it when you were growing up or have grown up? Yeah. So back then, like everyone else, we talk about the Arawaks, you know, and mm-hmm. they, the, the, the language has shifted to Taino and the Taino language is part of the Arawakan language family. So I was aware at a very early age and I remember when I turned around 13, 14, it was always on my mind, but it's risky to identify because the norm is that Taino people are frozen in time, they're mm-hmm. people of the past, and the same story gets reproduced over and over. So it was out of the norm to identify, at least out loud. But I know as I got older, I started actively researching and started finding out a lot of evidence of Taino survival, which also aligned with who I am. So there were contradictions too. You'll see in the history books and archives that Taino people died out. And then at the same time, you see the history book talking about Taino people in the 1800s, including names of Taino people and communities mm-hmm. in Canada. And then, you know, you think to yourself, but wait, we thought they died out a few hundred Right. <laughs> yeah. So just to finish answering your question, in, when I did my research in 2013, I met many local people who were quite knowledgeable about Taino people. And some of them identify as Taino. And I remember one person um, from the community taking me, he took me to an area um, and that landscape had so much memories. And he said, this is one of the places where Taino people fled for their survival. So Taino people in Jamaica maintained their continuity on the island. And after doing all that archival research, it, you know, I felt that 
it was time for me to, to talk about being Taino and to share that with others. Amazing. I mean, we're so rich in history and a lot of us didn't even realize that, <laughs> namely myself. So, you know, we're on this journey and we're seeing, even with the Ministry of Education, including a lot of history about the Tainos in the curriculum now. And so children are becoming more and more aware of Tainos as a people. So Erica, tell us more about the Taino, their language, their culture, you know, who they are. The Taino language is part of the Arawakan language family. They're indigenous to Jamaica and places like Cuba, Puerto Rico, Dominica, and so on. And, um, but they're one of the major groups of indigenous people throughout the Caribbean. And, and they lived on all those islands for generations. And a lot of people who identify as Taino, they continue to live on the islands today and and many of them still identify and carry on that continuity of being, you know, of, 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 the, of identifying as Taino. That's truly amazing. I mean, I know there are a lot of things that we have in Jamaica society today even that are coming from the time where the Taino people were rich on this island. And a couple of them, I know the, the hammock, the barbecue, but can you tell us more or just give us an insight as to how we are maintaining or keeping that continuity going with the Taino heritage or culture in present day. We have agricultural systems, food systems, names of places. For example, um, you mentioned barbecues. Cassava mm -hmm. remains an important food system and, a, and an important part of the economic system in Jamaica today. Fishing too continues to be a major part of our life there or identity for a lot of people there. And um, there are fishing communities in Jamaica, for example, that have um, fishing skills that were passed down generationally. And even in my own family, there are many people in the communities nearby and extended family that continue, you know, similar traditions in fishing villages where they rely on some of those same techniques. And of course, there has been changes, but the foundation of that whole um, way they do things are at the root of Taino people's knowledge systems in terms of fishing and, and you have um, building and use of the nets and, 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 and the fishing boats. And even back then when our ancestors used a canoe, that's another word too, that's part of the Taino Ooh. that's retained. Um, it required a special relationship with the knowledge and understanding of the land or Jamaica land that we sing so proudly about or environment and you know the Caribbean sea. So people in our community, they still practice some of these techniques and that have been passed down. Words like papaya remain in our in our in our in our language, and 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 it's a Taino word, manatee, bar barbecue, as you know, Havana. Mm -hmm. So, given the history of um, you know, in our in our country, it makes sense that a lot of these words survive and are now part of the English language. So, you got name places in Jamaica too that are in the Taino language, and there's a lot of it's all right there in front of us. There's a resurgence of Taino language practices today where people are writing about the language, people are doing language classes, people are, some of these practices continue today where people are having ceremonies through observing their environment, they're drawing on their spiritual practices. They're doing arito, which is all about honoring our ancestors through dance, through music, and drawing on the songs that we're learning too, right? Because we've all been um, taught something that we have to unlearn or think about these things from multiple perspectives. So we're learning and relearning these ways of life and. These are things we've done since forever. 
And I really, just to quickly go back to what you said, I really like what you said about the, the Ministry of Education and I really commend them for what they're doing. I think they've done a great job or, you know, really good work in, in and, and I see that the schools are there are really trying to make an effort to teach the youth these multiple perspectives. And, and I think that's really, that's a great thing. I totally agree with that. And they're getting a lot, a very much hands on with their teaching mm-hmm. with the Taino too. So I love that because it will give the kids something that they can be excited about. So we're now seeing a resurgence of self-identifying Tainos and a lot of persons may be curious as to, you know, whether or not they're Taino or if they feel like they want to identify as Taino based on features that they're seeing, like physical features. How can they connect? How can we reach out to other people in Jamaica who can guide us on this path of Taino ancestry and to help us to understand more? Yeah. So, okay. So let me give you a long answer to that. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So I get a lot of inquiry from people regarding that question. And I think it's a great question because it's a question of acknowledgement and recognition. And I just want to go back because all these questions you're asking are so connected and related to each other. Let, let me say that the entire island, whether you're inland or coast to coast, has the spirit of the Taino people today. So there's presence and their presence is always there in Jamaican life and it, it cannot be erased and it will not be erased. So like one community member, when I did my research in 2013, um, said that Taino are important people. You can't kill out a people like that. Columbus could not come here and kill out Taino because there's just too True. much for him. And I think mm-hmm. these words, too much Taino for him, spoken on that ancestral Jamaican soil it really highlights the oppressive circumstances in which our ancestors found themselves, but also the spirit and determination of Taino people and, um, and their surviving. So when you think about people who, um, what can people do, do to connect? I think that there are many people um, identifying in Jamaica right now, as, as you talk about on learning, people can connect through having conversations, like, like bringing this to light. Um, developing conversation, having conversations with your own children about what they're learning in school about Taino people. I find that schools in Jamaica, just like I said earlier, are open to learning more and to teaching youth from multiple perspectives. And, um, you know, people can start by reading, start by informing themselves first, trying to go to the library, check on social media, although there's a lot of misinformation too, but check on, uh, speak to people and start having these conversations Go to the Na- Jamaica National Museum. They too are doing a great um, job in trying to um, connect people and um, talk to your uh, your relatives and your parents and your your grandparents and and see what your family history is. So get to know for yourself first, and then start your connections. You can try social media, do your own research, look at your landscape around you. Look at the landscape because there's memories there in the landscape. Look at the names of places. You know, like, how did a place get this name? What is the history behind it? Um, so Jamaica has had its first um, Taino Kasike in 2019, Kasike Kalan. And there's the Yamiyagwani people um, community there. And they're really working to continue their, their culture and to bring awareness and of Taino reality today. So there's so many things that people can do in terms of connection. But I think that Starting these conversations with each other is the most critical thing to start doing in terms of connecting with others and 
connecting with, with oneself as well. There's so many things that are happening. There's individual people doing things that I don't know who they are, but they're doing what they can to bring um, Taino's reality into people's consciousness. I'm really happy to see that Jamaica is making such a great effort to, you know, in people are making effort in their own way to, to bring mm. in light in terms of what you're doing. That's an example as well. And eventually our kids will not, you know, the, the future generation is going to be more, um, have a better understanding of indigenous people of the island and, and their relationship to the land and to indigenous people of the island when, um, when they know what they know, you know? So yeah, it's all, it's very good what's happening. It's very promising and it's very encouraging. It is. It definitely is. Because I even seen my children, they're taking a lot of interest more than we did, you know, at our age in school while we were learning the brief history that we did about the Tainas. Mm -hmm. So it's a great improvement, I'd say. Certainly. So we have yeah. to thank those people who have been doing the work for years. There's a lot of people who have been doing this work through their writing. And, and, and also we have to think about whose story gets, you know, whose story, who gets to tell their story. Because we're now, sure. you know, self-identifying self Taino people are just now get to tell, getting the chance to tell our own story. This is something we have to think critically about ourselves. Who mm -hmm. gets to tell our stories and why? True. That is very true. Because how it will be interpreted can definitely influence, you know, the perception of others and people who them too, you know, would want to be more interested or involved. They can either scare them away or welcome them in. So that's... Yeah, that's and, and certainly, and who's been telling the story for 500 plus years so that we yeah. have to go through this resurgence and emerging, uh, emerging um, like relearning now. Yeah. Right. right, because, you know, especially like the, the title of this episode is The Taino People Far From Extinction. And I tried to make it so to the point because when I started this research, I started from a perspective of, you know, a person who's always been taught that the Tainas were extinct and they were just no more. And starting to look like the more I looked into it, the more I started seeing, the more persons I was able to start connecting with. I found out that we, you know, before I even knew we had a cacique, I found out we had a whole, you know, Jamaican hummingbird tribe. And I realized that this is not just a one person or two persons talking about our history, but this is something that is a part of us and that we can continue to talk about and live. Yes. Definitely. Well, Erica, thank you so much for giving us all that information. And I just want to ask you one last question before we let you go. Uh, what advice do you have for people who, you know, separate from actually how to find persons to connect with, but for someone, for example, myself saying, okay, I believe myself to be a strong Taino ancestry, you know, regardless of the fact that we know that it's in our soil, it's in the land that we're on, as you mentioned. What advice would you give to someone who just wants to know if they should go on that journey of exploring, experiencing, and identifying as a Taino? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that that individual will know within themselves if it's something that they can do and when they can do it. 
um, identifying as Taino is is very um, risky uh, because of the the stigma attached to it and how people see you when everyone has learned in these history books at school that we died out like basically 20 years uh, by the 1500s, 15 something, they were all dead. And especially in the Jamaican context, it's highly contested. Mm -hmm. So I think that's very personal. It's something within. I know for my case, there's no way I could keep it in. There is no way. And it took me years to say, it. and I wanted to make sure that when I said it, I was able to say it on Jamaican soil. And that opportunity came to me when I least expected it. Mm. It seems like it was all by chance, but I think it's so personal. That is so personal that that person will know because they'll be mm. guided by the ancestors. There's ancestral guidance in that question for that individual. Mm. They will feel the tension, whether or not they should talk about it. But I think um, it is a journey and it's up to that person, the individual to, like I said, start their research, talk to people and they will know when the time is right or if it's ever right, or if they feel like they need to self-identify. The most important thing is to what, what is your, um, what are people in the family saying about, you know, your background, right. your understanding of who you are, the oral history, um, there's so much archaeological evidence today of Taino existence in the Caribbean and, um, and also stories, oral traditions, which is a huge part of our culture, whether you're African or Taino. So I don't know if that helps, but it's so personal and it's something that you feel. It's something you feel. You'll know when the time is right. I just want to say something, Tammy, additionally, um, because I think it sums up nicely your, the title of your, um, your podcast. Today, when I was uh, wrapping up some research back in the island in 2013, 2014, one person said to me, um, although the history books tells us that the Taino people have vanished, I know they will come back. And that's what's happening. That's what we see today. That's true. And I think that's really powerful. So the reality that for many self-identifying Taino people, we know who we are and we honor all of our ancestors. And if somebody is trying to figure out themselves, they will be able to get to that point where they can do that too. Um, I'm really grateful for that reawakening. And even that question that you ask, all your questions are based on and are related to acknowledgement of Taino people. And so today there's this pride and activism happening. I have to say that just one last thing, identifying as Taina for me, one of the things it does for me, if anything, is it deepens my relationship and my love for, for Jamaica and all of its people, you know, not just people who self-identify as Taino. And it also fits in nicely and aligns with the Jamaican um, saying out of many one people. So yeah, ha-hum, which is thank you in, in the Taino language and um, good to chat with you. Erica and everyone else who listened to this episode. Haha. My name is Tammy Carell, and you're listening to The Taino People, Far From Extinction. Part of the Voices of Jamaica podcast series made possible by the Alpha School of Music with support from the Public Affairs Office at the U.S. Embassy Kingston. To follow my personal story and to go on an adventure with me into the heritage of Taino, subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Tammy Carroll Show. On December 10th, there will be more. Stay blessed.
For more information about the voices of Jamaica and the stories they tell, please visit the Alpha School of Music website, alphamusicja.com and click on the Voices of Jamaica link.